From BYU Radio's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Today, Australian Philip Wally Stack is in the studio, and we have really been looking forward to this taping for several reasons. One is he brought his didgeridoo, so we'll get to hear a bit of that later on, which will be a Highway 89 first. Philip Wally Stack is currently stateside and in Utah to perform at the Springville World Folk Fest. His U.S. concerts come midway through a slew of international performances. He's jetted off to Dubai and Jakarta for recent concerts. Later, he's headed to Beijing and Hong Kong and London. He's also the creator of a stage show, Strong, which is a full-scale theater dance production featuring ancient instruments and modern instruments. More about that later. He's also a singer-songwriter, and his first single, titled Strong, was nominated for a West Australian Music Industry Association Song of the Year Award. And he's released a full-length album by the same title, Strong. And I know this is going to sound like a grocery list, but man, he's done so much. He's also an actor, performed at the studio at the Sydney Opera House, and studied acting at the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts. He's a dancer, having trained at Australia's National Aboriginal Islander Dance College, and he's a top-notch didgeridoo player, fortunate enough to study with the likes of Richard Wally, one of Australia's renowned performers. Let's start off with a song called On the Rock. Standing on the rock Looking over the river I can see the hill Rolling on forever There's a kangaroo bouncing And emus are walking on this land On this land On this land Singing, drinking We'll be dancing round our fire 
on the rock performed right here in our studio live by philip wally stack you're listening to highway 89 i'm stephen cap perry phil thank you so much for coming here and bringing your music no worries steve how you doing what is the word we just heard i'm getting i'm not quite getting it yeah that's the chinese version okay (laughs) in aboriginal we say jinning and bow and what does that mean jinning and bow jinning is looking in Uh our language and bow it means rock so standing on a rock and looking out. Well, my first question was going to be to ask you to paint a picture of where you're from, but already you did with thunder, lightning, rocks, rivers, kangaroos, emus, dancing and singing around fire. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's, yeah. You did that yeah, all. In I did song. it in oil-based paint as well. <laughs> <laughs> to, but tell me how you grew up. How much were you in the Aboriginal culture and the Western culture? Yeah, well, um, my family is... Um, we obviously we live in a house now. Um, my mother was she grew up in a little tin shack on the outskirts of town, um, and my grand grandparents grew up in the bush. And with in our culture, when we lived next to waterholes and where the where the land was really fertile, so lots of food. And when the English started coming into Australia and started. Um, they call it Colonise Australia, but there was people already there, so I don't know how it's called Colonise. But um, they started moving into the towns and to where the cities are now, where our traditional roots are. Mm. And so they started moving our people, and when I say our people, I mean the Aboriginal people, and we always prefer to our people. So they started moving our people out further and further further away from our traditional lands. And so they started setting up these reservations as same as the American Native American Indians here, right. um, we have a lot in common with what with what happened, and so they started set up these reservations where we was living in little tin shacks, and they used to have these um, uh, like a border around the cities, and they had this rule that only went out in the late 60s, I think it was, where uh, Aboriginal person was not allowed in the in the um, border or in the mm. city and in the towns. And if you got caught in that border after 6pm at night, you'd be chucked straight in jail. So um, that's some of the laws and that still affect us today. Um, it's not that long ago that was my grandparents and my parents. They remember it. They remember it quite wow. clearly and it, it has this a ripple down the family tree, you know. So. This is the Wajak region? 
southwest of Western Australia. Yeah, right down the bottom, the remote, the most remote city in the world. I think we've been called it <laughs> Perth. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me, tell me what got passed on to you because you obviously you you sometimes I see you with electric guitar, acoustic guitar, didgeridoo, sometimes Western clothes, sometimes wearing the the the, the body paint and yep. everything from your family tradition. Yeah. Well. Um, um i've 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 been lucky with with my family um and and a lot of aboriginal families right through um history um my family got my grandmother was brought up in a mission so in the catholic mission and um it was a bit difficult um because our language was starting to die out because um if you got if you were speaking language they'd start to give you a flogging I don't know what you call it over here, but like yeah. with the cane and whip and things like that, you know, and you wasn't allowed to talk language, so our language was dying out slowly, but um, our language is starting to come back and a lot of our old people, and it's people like me, and I suppose with my passion for music, it helps to bring our language back and our culture and our stories, um, because unfortunately with our culture, Aboriginal Australia culture, it was never a written language. Our stories and our language was passed down just how we're doing right now, through talking, through dance and through music. Well, let's have you do that yeah, even sure. more right now. This this is Wardandi, and if I understand, this is ocean. This is about the ocean. See, I live about 10 minutes from the ocean, so it's a beautiful place to go, and I like to go down there, and we call it Wardandi. And in the song, you'll hear um, me saying, Nyan Kuling. Nyan is me, or my, and Kuling is going. All right. Well, we'll have you take your place. We're going to be listening to Australian writer, performer, dancer, actor, Philip Wally Stack in the Highway 89 studio with Wardandi.
Warande, an original song written and performed by our special guest today, Philip Wally Stack. You're listening to BYU Radio. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. I understand that in a recent trip you went to France, stayed in a hotel, the guy named Fritz, and he was cooking breakfast for you. He Googled you and found out everything you did. But <laughs> yeah, you left a... him a didgeridoo. Yeah, I've got a um I've got a habit of leaving things behind. <laughs> Well, I, I, don't um, picture, I don't picture a violinist gif- gifting a cello to their host. Yeah, I know. Or, or a violin, um, whatever they play. But that's that's our history and that's our culture. See, our, our culture is about sharing. And, um, like, I'm over here for the Folk Fest at the moment. And I bring gifts over and I brought didgeridoo and I left the didgeridoo here and in, in the past. And I'm doing the same thing this year. But, yeah, it was in Cannes, south of France. And, um or France, as we'd say over there. And it's a funny story because I took my dad with me and we walk into the restaurant and we walk in and they say, bonjour, monsieur. And I'd say, bonjour. And dad'd say, hey. <laughs> and then we walk into another shop and they say, bonjour, monsieur. And I'd say, bonjour. And dad'd say, hey. I said, dad, do you know how to say bonjour? And he said, bonjour. And I said, well, say it next time we walk into a shop. So we walk into the next shop and he, bonjour, monsieur. And I said, bonjour. And dad said, wait. I said, what are you, Japanese or something? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, Fritz um, Fritz was the manager of the hotel there. And when I got there, it was he, like, he just knew everything about me, and <laughs> which is a scary thing about the internet these days. <laughs> so you got to watch what you do, you know. <laughs> yeah, we've learned quite a bit from Googling. Yeah, so but... I, gave him the, I gave him the didgeridoo to say thank you. But yeah. I love the philosophy, first of sharing, but also that it's an instrument that the earth grows. Yeah, it's the oldest living instrument. And I tell a lot of children, you know, because the tree is hollow in the bush. The termites, mm-hmm. we call them the white ants out in the out in the bush, they eat the inside of the tree. So you need to know how to find that, that tree that's hollow. And I always say to children when I give talks at school, so I use my x-ray vision. And they go, <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. And I say, yeah. I said, you know, so, you know Superman, Steve. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I always say me and Superman had a fight a few years ago and the loser had to wear his jocks on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to hear... Tell tell me about this mother's song. Yeah, mother's song is... um, It's a special song to me. I I wanted to write a song about my mum because mum was brought up on the the reserve, Mm -hmm. the reservation, we call them the reserve. And um, mum moved from town to town a lot. Um, when we were younger and I wanted to write a song about her and to tell her story basically so I sat down with mum and I said look let's let's write this song so we started writing the song and after we wrote it she actually wrote it about her mum so it was the same story that happened over over those two generations wow yeah and we say nyank in our language can you say that nyank yeah, there you go. You look yeah. If we put a bit of paint on your face, you look like a nyan. <laughs> <Ready to go. laughs> yeah, so nyan nyank, like nyan I was saying earlier means mine or me. Mm-hmm. Nyank is my mother, and kalia means forever and ever. 
Oh, I'm excited to hear this. Cool. We're, this is Philip Wally Stack. He'll be performing a song he wrote with his mother and tradition about his mother and grandmother. Mother's song.
That's Mother's Song, performed by Philip Willie Stack. We're going to hear one more piece right now. This one is called uh, Katrine Road. This is one that's not on the album, uh, his album Strong, but we're going to hear it for the very first time here. I'm sure for most of you, it's going to be the very first time hearing this too. Catron Road 
Today on Highway 89, visiting with Australian musician Philip Wally Stack, just performed his song Catrine Road. This is live on Highway 89. Philip, we've seen some YouTube performances with your stage show, which is kind of what you take around the world. Mm. And I'm just curious, what was the origin of this? Well, I am. Um, the first song that I made was strong, that I recorded, and I only wanted to do it for fun. <laughs> so um, I'm actually a qualified house painter by trade and a, a car salesman and sold mobile phones and things like that. So I wanted to get into the music because I love the didgeridoo hmm. and um, I wanted to record the didgeridoo and chuck some pretty cool beats behind it and just show it to my mates. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. Mates mean my friends. Yep. <laughs> yeah, not mate. I know what mating means over here, but <laughs> in Australia it means friends. <laughs> so, and... Um, um, a few people heard it and it got nominated for a couple of awards and so one in Perth and another one in Sydney in Australia and we had a red carpet event and we got dressed up and wore a suit and there was lots of media and I said to my wife, I said, I think I'm onto something here. So we recorded another song and another song and while I was doing that, I that was the first time that I came over here to Utah to go to Springville. And on the way through, we came via New York. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, this is our last night here. I said, we should go and see a Broadway show. And so we went and saw, I can't remember what it was, and I fell asleep halfway through it. <laughs> Must <laughs> but, have been really good. Yeah, it was. It was like $300 a ticket each. <laughs> I had a good sleep. It was, yeah, I could have got a hotel for a lot cheaper. But um, when we walked out, and I thought, that's all smoke and mirrors. There was no actual real story behind this production that we saw. And I said to her, I said, you know what, that's how I should do my album. I said, we'll do the album launch with costumes like this and dances and big visuals and lighting and smoke. And she said, go on then. So I said, all right then. <laughs> and that was it. It was a quick conversation. Yeah, and we got back to Australia and um, it opened my eyes. You know, I think I needed to see that as part of my journey in life. And when I got back to Australia and I started redoing my songs and moving them around so that it was a stage performance. And then I I got in contact with a lady that used to work for Disney and Cirque du Soleil and she lives in Perth. And so I said to her, look, I've got these ideas about having the Australian animals but not looking exactly like an Australian animal but more for New York and West End London and things. And she goes, yep, and she drew these pictures. And I went, yeah, that's it. And then I... Um, I come across a lighting designer who's Joe Cocker's lighting designer and he's been touring um, the world with the Eagles and um, bands and Michael Jackson and, and he lives in Perth. And so I spoke to him and he said, yeah, Phil, I'll help you out. So he's been helping me with my career and next thing you know, we've got this huge stage production and I'm thinking, well, how am I going to pay everybody? <laughs> so because I had experience in sales and, and like car sales and I could talk to people and CEOs, you know. So I started setting up meetings with um, a lot of big companies and Chevron being one of them. And they just started in, in Perth. So um, I, I got in contact with them and I put proposals together and 
Um, I got a few other companies in, involved, and I, and I, I raised a, a hell of a lot of money. And we had a cast of, of 50 people. Wow. And it was musos, dancers, costumes, lighting design, sound, and choreographers. And it was just, yeah. And I thought, this is it. We got it. And so that has been all I've been doing for the last four years or three years, I think it is. And it's been taking me around. We, we did a performance last weekend in Los Angeles. And the ex-CEO of Disney was there. And she said, Phil, you need to do this in a bigger, in front of a bigger audience. So I have a meeting with her on the way back to Australia to try and sort out a US tour. How does that make you feel that this this vision of telling something about your own identity mm. has been bought into by so many different people, dancers and and people who are funding and all designers? I, I think um, I'm passionate about the things that I do, and um, for about two years, I, I basically didn't sleep when I was pulling it together and writing the actual show and pulling the, the script together. Um, I worked my butt off, I tell you. <laughs> so, um, and I think because I had all that experience in the past of running my own business and being in, involved in sales, it all happened for a reason, everything in my life. And the way that culture was passed down to me um, in a traditional sense and in a contemporary style, and I have this you're, thing. you're mixing everything from ballet yeah to, to traditional dance yes yeah our, our first performance that that I ever did of my own music was right in the center of Australia at a place called Ayers Rock Uluru yeah. yeah and it was Chevron's board of directors from the states that came over and said oh Phil can you do a 10 minutes performance for me and I said yeah sure so we put this together it was myself on the didgeridoo and, and my cello player and the didgeridoo and cello is perfect together and we had the traditional dancer and the ballet dancer, and we did it under the Milky Way. The mm. Milky Way went from one horizon to the other, and we had Uluru in the background. And it was magic. Very symbolic. Yeah, and so that's where we are today, and it's taken me around the world and meet a lot of great people, and here I am at BYU. What does, <laughs> what does the show, your stage show, Strong, what does it show about yeah. your people? Well, it shows that... Our, our culture has, has been dated back from anthropologists as the oldest living culture in the world. Um, it's not the oldest culture in the world, but it's the oldest living culture in the world because we still practice. Um, I, I show the dancers from the Nyungar people, which is the Wajak area, and we speak the Nyungar language. There's over 350 spoken Aboriginal languages in Australia, and we don't understand each other. So if you picture Australia as Europe, with all the different countries, right. that's exactly what Australia is. So I always say Aboriginal peoples um, because we're peoples. We're not a people. We're different peoples. We speak different language and we've got different, um, we're different countries. So I, I always show the Noongar side, which is my heritage, but I also like to promote Aboriginal Australia as well because when I can promote Aboriginal Australia, I can explain what Aboriginal peoples, like I just did. So... I like to show that our culture is still strong and still going. And um, what I've noticed from travelling the world is a lot of people don't even know that we exist, and um, especially in, um, in throughout Asia. So that's why we're on the same timeline as Asia, if you'll have a look at the globe. And um, I've been doing a lot through there and just saying, look, we're here, this is our culture, and I want to share it. But also what I, that's one part of strong. The other part of strong also is I want to show that different cultures can work together. 
So my motto is with culture comes respect. And if you just learn a little bit about someone's culture and about someone's different ways, I think that the world will be a lot better place that we can actually work together and show that different cultures, no matter where you are, we're one. And we can make a beautiful sound and put on an awesome stage show. <laughs> That's the perfect lead-in to Man of Culture. We're going to hear Philip Wally Stack, creator of the stage show Strong, which he's touring with and has future possibilities for touring, it sounds like. It's just growing and growing. Nice when a little seed starts to sprout like that. This song is Man of Culture. Here I come, man of culture. Here I come, a man is me. Here I come, man of culture. Here I come, a man is me. In these streets with my head held high, I can see people laughing, I can feel it when they cry. The emotion I feel deep in my heart is a feeling we show when we get a new start. Here I come, man of culture. Here I come, a man is me. Here I come, man of culture. Here I come, a man is me. in my ways from day to day not knowing where I'm going not knowing where to stay so I gotta dig deep inside and change my life if I wanna see my name in those neon lights here I come man of culture here I come, a man is me. Here I come, man of culture. Here I come, a man is me. Here I am. 
That's Man of Culture, written and performed by Philip Wally Stack. We're going to hear one more. At the very beginning, you may have heard us say he's from the Wajak region, southwest of Western Australia. This next song is uh, brand new to all of us, not recorded yet. It's Wajak Heaven. Came from the west Where the sun sets Thought it was our ancestral spirits They docked on the bank Of the old Swan River Destroyed our culture and identity Love to go back to Wajuk Heaven with my people so proud and free. I'd love to go back to Wajuk Heaven. Wajuk Heaven's where I want to be. Wajak Buja Wajak Mort Buja Corpon Cardam Munda Wadandi Wajak Buja Wajak Mort Buja Corpon Cardam Munda Wadandi Love to go back to Wajuk Heaven With my people so proud and free I'd love to go back to Wajuk Heaven Wajuk Heaven's where I want to be I can still see my old people Dancing round the fire, so graceful Clapping boomerangs and singing songs That's the place where I belong Love to go back to Wajuk Heaven With my people so proud and free I'd love to go back to Wajuk Heaven Wajuk Heaven's where I want to be Wajuk heaven is a part of me. That's Wajuk Heaven, written by Philip Wally Stack, performed by him as well. All the songs we're hearing today, in some part, connect back to Philip's heritage, to the traditional chants of the Aborigines of Australia. 
now we've promised and and we've been excited <laughs> to talk about and to hear the didgeridoo. But I have to ask, mm-hmm. that's not actually an Australian name, an Aborigine name, the didgeridoo. What what the didgeridoo. are the didgeridoo? The didgeridoo came. The name the didgeridoo came from the sound it makes. Didgeridoo, didgeridoo, didgeridoo. Uh-huh. Yeah. In um, you know how I was telling you about we've got over 350 different languages so there's different names for didgeridoo and the majority of aboriginal tribes or nations in australia do not use the didgeridoo there's only a small amount of tribes that Mm. use the didgeridoo my tribe in particular we didn't use the didgeridoo in our traditional dances um but because of i've i've grown up loving the didgeridoo and my first vac my first didgeridoo was mum's vacuum cleaner (laughs) And using the hose, the hose, yeah. <laughs> and she always knew when I when I played it because it was in pieces. And she said, "Philip, you've been playing that vacuum cleaner." I said, "No." And she said, "Yes, you have. Look at the dirt ring on your lips." So I used to have this big dirt ring around my mouth. <laughs> yeah. So in my language, in Noongar language, we call it borna waning. Mm-hmm. You can say that, Steve. Borna waning. No, borna. Borna waning. Running. Yeah, that'll do. Oh, I'm getting yeah. there. I'll go which practice means, on the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> which means stick talking. Because hmm. borna is wood and whining is talking. Well, talking's an interesting thing for you to say because, you know, if we hear the bagpipes, we think of Celtic music, we think yeah. of Ireland or Scotland, but didgeridoo, we hear that and it just says Australia. Exactly. But it's not only musical tones, but there are all these rhythmic other, almost like nature sounds. Yes, perfect. You said it perfect. It is nature. It's a piece of wood that we've found as a, tr- a hollow piece of tree and we've cut it down and... Take, take, cleaned out the inside, what the termites mm-hmm. left behind, taken the bark off it, painted it up and sold it to a tourist. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it does. That, that, it represents what sounds we make. Um, we could have the, the kangaroo hopping. Mm-hmm. And um, I always say there's three types of kangaroos in, in Australia, a big one, a middle-sized one and a little one because you can tell the difference on the didgeridoo, how fast they hop. The big ones hop really big. The How much one, space between ex- the dot? <laughs> be, between the doing, 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 yeah. So when you are blowing into it, if you if you take the, the instrument away, what is the sound? All right, so what go. I'm doing is I'm going... <laughs> so it sounds like a bit like a little bumblebee. So That's one <laughs> way of describing it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty cool. We can... <laughs> We can do it like that. Uh-huh. And to make some noises, I change the pitch of my um, throat. Say if I'm talking like this, and then I'm talking like this, uh-huh. and then I'm talking like this. That's what I'm doing in the didgeridoo. So I can do things like... Um, and I can bring my tongue into it. And That's pretty amazing, <laughs> even with no instrument. Yeah, well, I could do it with my hand, like... Or we can start bringing our tongue into it and start doing things like... Yeah, and to play for a long time, I need to be able to breathe. Okay, and this is one of the most amazing things. Yeah. The circular breathing. Yeah, it helps if you have a nose. Okay. So you need a nose. (laughs) (laughs) So you're blowing through your mouth. Mm -hmm. On on the one side of your mouth. It doesn't matter. Um, it's more where your comfort spot is. So oh, some okay. people like to play it front on. Some people like to play it on the side. I like to play it on the side because I can watch who's walking fast and things like that. <laughs> but, um, so when I'm doing that, I'm breathing in my nose and out my mouth at the same time, which is um, what a lot of politicians do, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that takes a lot of practice. It does. It's, it's about building your diaphragm. 
So a lot of singers, you'll see a lot, especially opera singers, that when they sing and their practice is they're building their diaphragm. So they do a lot of breathing exercises, like, and it's about building your diaphragm. And yeah, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's just a, it's amazing. We're we we've seen photos where sometimes you're playing the guitar and you're playing the didgeridoo. Yeah, that, well, that's stand. Well, I'm a showman. <laughs> There's that spectacle. So when you, when you don't get paid, you're a show-off, but when you get paid, you're a showman. <laughs> so it's all part of the show, yeah, and there's there's a couple of songs, especially that Wajak Heaven song that I sang just then. Mm-hmm. I, I normally play that on the didgeridoo and guitar and vocal and play the drums and... No, I don't. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One band band. Well, we want to hear the didgeridoo. Did you do? Yeah, so sure. So let's, let's have you do this. And this is just a little side medical fact for those of you who study or suffer from sleep apnea or have a spouse who snores. We read recently that if you learn how to play this, your throat muscles, your upper respiratory system, get so strong that it can help cure your snoring and your sleep apnea. So medically sound advice here. Here is Philip Wallystack playing the didge. Thank you. 
Didgeridoo performed for the very first time ever on Highway 89. I hope it's not the last. That's Philip Wally Stack performing his fittingly titled song, Didge, live on BYU Radio. That ends this edition of Highway 89. Philip Wally Stack studied acting at the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts and dance at Australia's National Aboriginal Islander Dance College. He's the creator of the full-scale stage show Strong and has released a music album of the same name. Also travels as a solo artist and with dancers and musicians of his stage show to concerts around the globe. Information about his latest projects and concerts listed online at wallystack.com, W-A-L-L-E-Y, stack. Philip, we could talk for hours. This is just amazing what you've done. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, no worries, Steve. Thanks a lot. Thanks oh, I just had to me. picture being around a fire with, uh, like you said, with the Milky Way up in the, up in the sky and darkness yeah. and hearing that. Yeah, it's magic. You must visit Australia. Come to Australia, visit Australia. Look me up. I'll probably be somewhere else, but you can look, still look me up. <laughs> <laughs> we love to hear from you, our listeners. Send your comments and questions by email to highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89, a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite and our producer, Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.